Welcome to Cloudlandia, Mr. Sullivan. Ah, Mr. Jackson, the organizer. It's being recorded by the organizer. That's right. Yeah, that sounds like someone who uh, you know thought things through, made arrangements ahead of time. All kinds has of things a, have to go into. Has a series of has a series of forward steps that he or she is confident about. Yes, this is all. It's all <laughs> falling into place, and here yes. we are. And we're, we're the and we're the beneficiaries of advanced mm -hmm. advanced planning. Yeah. So we had a couple of great workshops this week. That was good. Yeah. Seems. What'd you get out? What'd you get out? What what what'd you come away with? Well, um, you know, it was interesting doing the work ahead of time thinking about uh you know i was thinking ahead to prepare about the the vcr um mindsets which was a good uh exercise for me kind of wrapping my mind around and mm -hmm. you know in the um workshops the div division of the three stages looking back at where would be the distinctions? You know, I, I had some interesting because to divide thirty-two years, I was only looking at my adult, uh, uh, my mm -hmm. entrepreneurial career um, stages. I was thinking about where to divide those because depending on how many divisions we're making, you could make it. You know, I could divide. Um, into more categories kind of thing. But the, the interesting ones that I settled on was the 1988 to 2008, where that was really the midpoint of that was the rise of the internet. Because for the first 10 years, there was really no internet, uh, you know, impact in in those first 10 years and mm -hmm. it's just starting to rise on in in you know really in the late 90s era 97 98 and that was where i caught on to this early wave of of the internet and you know i shared with you about um Homer McDonald about stop your divorce, mm. that that was mm -hmm. really sort of that. And then going into our uh, money making websites uh, business in, uh, you know, and going leaping in that the internet was going to be a thing. And then 2008 is where I mark that was the beginning of the full immersion internet like the first 10 years were about the internet was still a place that we went to for distraction in a way right you had to seek out the distraction of the internet it drew you away from your primary life on the mainland and mm -hmm. in 2008 when the iphone had been out for about a year and bandwidth was starting to not become an issue where you could stream videos, you could do all these things. Um, that was marked the shift where the internet was now becoming the main thing, you know? And now in, in 2020, when Corona uh, came, that, really marked the shift that the primary world now is Cloudlandia. That's the, yeah. I'm, I'm really declaring that as the, uh, the distinction, you know, the time when we really went uh, through there. So, and I'm, I'm counting this stage. Like that was an interesting thing. You didn't leave it as an open ended sort of stage, uh, but I'm counting it as 2020 
to 2030 as this um, stage three full migration, the migration to cloudland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, yeah, that's uh, where the VCR, mm-hmm. that's, that's really where the, when I look at the mm-hmm. VCR formula as the operating, mm-hmm. um, my operating guideline or the operating guideline of, you know, foundationally what we're doing in the free zone frontier, that that's really the mm-hmm. essence of the free zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good, yeah. really well, clarifier. I certainly see, I certainly see the, um, <clears throat> uh, the internet or, or quadlandia as where the advantages are, where if yes. there's going to be new advantages in the future, they're going to be in that realm. They won't be, um, you know, they won't, they won't really be in um, <clears throat> the physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefits are still going to be in the physical world, but the advantages um, that give you unusual benefits are, are on the are on the inter- internet and I'm very partial to Zoom because I mm-hmm. you know it fits in perfectly with our workshop structure that we had created over the previous thirty years. And yes. um yeah and uh you know um I, I another example that I did a special workshop on blockchain <clears throat> on Thursday, I think. Thursday, I think it was. And, uh, you know, we had 103 people show up, and I had Carrie Oberbrenner and uh, yep. Pete Kofud. And were you there? Did you? No, I was that? not. Uh-uh. No. No. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it worked great. It worked great, yeah. you know, and uh, not very much structure. I just had each of them. Uh, say how they're approaching it in their business and uh, how, what they're noticing the uses of it are. And then I had people just jot down three points, could be questions, could be uh, insights that they have, and um, put them into breakout groups, came back. Terrific. Um, you know, it was sort of the first hour I had them Talk, there were two speakers, second hour Q and A. Was terrific. It was terrific and uh, impossible if you had tried to do it uh, an event like that in the mainland. People right, would have had to travel. People would have had to travel. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that whole. Um, it, it, we're really seeing now as people become more and more um, comfortable with Zoom, I, I think we're settling, like you've kind of hit on it, that the maximum is is six hours with a one-hour lunch kind of thing. Um, the regular workshops, you know, going 10 till 4 kind of uh, mm-hmm. That seems like doable. Nobody with a with a break every hour. Yeah, with a break every, every hour. hour. Uh, but the the nice thing I'm really enjoying doing three hour um, workshops with mm-hmm. a with a break. Um, you know, with a little fifteen minute break in in to divide it up. That's a mm-hmm. uh, that's a winner. Mm-hmm. That's a winner too. Mm-hmm. And I've done that now mm-hmm. on. Um, where we'll do a series of, you know, three sessions, three Tuesdays instead of one, one full uh, mm-hmm. or two full mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Yeah. But you're yeah. Saying it's as we're getting more, um, you know, as we're, we're more comfortable with uh, that transition doesn't require any, people are instantly ready to zoom at any time. They know what to expect and you, there's no, preparation when it was first happening you know everybody had to kind of learn how to do it and and how to make sure that they got their you know downloads and they had the the right Mm -hmm. setup and 
how to get everything. Well, but yeah. everybody's got, uh, and you're starting mm-hmm. to hear now, even in, uh, you know, vernacular, people are talking about having a, a zoom room in their, in their mm-hmm. house and mm-hmm. uh, leading more towards it. It's funny, you know, you've got your, uh, this is like just a tri actor here that I was literally sitting on my white couch here with Stuart saying, cause we have an office building that is, you know, off, um, separate from my, uh, house that we, I bought the building when there was a, a cafe that was in the next building that we would always go to. And then the cafe closed and, now where we are, it doesn't feel like it's any, uh, there's any reason to be there kind of thing. You know, now it just feels like mm-hmm. a building in with no other real reason to be there. And I was saying to Stuart, I'd really like to buy the house next door here and have that as our, you know, studio type of, um, setup. And I said mm-hmm. that. And uh, then I was texting with Nick Nanton, and that's exactly what he just did. He bought the house across the street and turns it into a mm-hmm. uh, studio office. Uh, and we used our, throughout the COVID period, we used our cottage house, the one in the middle. That's what I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. your house uh, is, that worked out to be the perfect uh, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's nice to just walk across well, the lawn. Well, and the thing is there. that I, I I try to keep the main house free from business-related right. conversations and activities. I go over there to, although uh, you're special because I'm in the basement. I'm down in our study downstairs basement in the Okay, I wonder, I was going to ask you which one whether you were over in the garden house or uh, at yeah. your house. And and the reason I do uh, do that is uh, I have double, um, I have double internet back up here. So if anything I happens, got you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, smart. Yeah. 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 And there's a fireplace right here too. And I have a fireplace. It's kind of coolish today. I put the fireplace oh. on. I'm sitting here in the, Place and I'm having a little nibble of some Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. Oh too. well, okay. Then. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just uh, a so, little added, just a little added dimension, you know, to uh, yes, to, to to our thoughts here. Yeah, yeah. Did well, you? You know, uh, we're in a we're in a great uh, big shuffle. I think worldwide we're in a big, big shuffle. But uh, first of all, the internet is playing a major part in all news now. You know, and, um, because first of all, the news is mostly on the internet. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're in a you know we're in a period where. Um, a bit like the wild west actually you know you got um you know nobody's figure out what the rules and regulations are for you know whether you qualify for full membership on uh, you know on the various media that come out of uh out of the internet and uh and uh you know it's a kind of a disruptive period you can feel sort of the disruption and, uh, uh, you know, people are um, threatened by it. People are, um, <clears throat> they're um, outraged what the people they don't like are doing with the Internet. Um, have suspicions that the Russians are doing, um, <clears throat> you know, illegal things and corrupt things and uh-huh. things. It's, a, it's full of news. It's a, it's a very news abundant um phenomenon this collision of the mainland world with the cloudlandia yeah well it's really you know i was um thinking about i'd love to maybe if we could talk about these uh i took a shot at some of the mindsets 
Mm-hmm. I'd love to get your thoughts on them if we can um, mm-hmm. talk about some of them because I identified eight uh, mindsets that I shared briefly in our workshop, but mm-hmm. it would be good. For, yeah. This would be the perfect place for us to talk about them because that's what we're really mm-hmm. trying to do is establish some of the mindsets here of mm-hmm. Divinelandia. Mm-hmm. So my the one the first one that I have is anything is possible. That's the guiding kind of mindset that anything is possible. And so mm-hmm. I put think big even if. And the thing about the reason I put in this even if, like anything is possible. And that we've got such evidence about around it, right? Where anything is possible and we, I keep pulling pointing to examples that you know you look at what the people have done ahead of uh, us here in Cloudlandia great moments in in Cloudlandia if you look at you know the original um things that I pointed out to of Kylie Jenner becoming a billionaire mm-hmm. in 3 years um Lil Nas X having the number one song ever in the history of the world Mm-hmm. And now you look at Mr. Beast opening up the largest, you know, uh, on his way now to one of the largest uh, um, restaurant chains without opening a single restaurant. And so mm-hmm. this is where I say you might as well think big, even if you're not connected or you're not uh, things, because everything is everything's possible like what it's unlikely mm-hmm. if we were to go back five years when mr beast posted the video about with eight thousand subscribers predicting and hoping that he'd have a million subscribers by the time five years came around there was no way to predict in that guy that he was going to be head of one of the most successful restaurant chains in the world Mm -hmm. five years later, there's no way to tell that Lil Nas X when he was, you know, a college dropout living at his grandmother's house, that he was going to write the number one song ever in the history Mm -hmm. of the billboard charts on the back of a free beat that he found on YouTube from another kid living in his parents' house in the Netherlands. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's such unlikely stuff that's happening um, every day. There really is no, uh, no gatekeepers, right? So anything is possible. What do you think of that so far? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. Uh, you know, I mean, first of all, it's um, a new realm. I mean, uh, in some ways, uh, in an early time, these would be like Thomas Thomas Edison or someone like that. You know, who literally, literally created modern, uh, you know, electrified America. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, you know uh, <clears throat> I think I think the big thing is that uh, what makes it possible is, uh, are um, the venturesome consumers um, who mm-hmm. will immediately inquire and investigate and take advantage of some new idea that somebody has that they literally just found out about 24 hours ago. Yeah, and, and uh, you know so. Uh, I, I keep reminding people about the Zoom thing. I said, you know, it's not so much that we're using Zoom because we were using Zoom before. The real breakthrough is that everybody else is using Zoom. Yes, that is the real breakthrough. You're right. I remember watching Star Trek as a kid and thinking how amazing it was that Captain Kirk could you know, 
go on a on the big screen with people uh you know have these video calls i thought wow that's really that's amazing but that's impossible Mm -hmm. and here we are but one one of the thing is that there's kind of a uh um a widespread empowerment uh, has kind of happened. In other words, that that um, <clears throat> that's the nature of technology. That technology is only useful uh, if a lot of people can use it. Yes. Um, uh, technology for one person is not an interesting. You know, yeah. it's not an interesting phenomenon. It's uh, yeah, it's true. the widespread. It's the widespreadness of. Yeah, technology. No good to have the only fax machine. (laughs) Yeah, the only phone. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And if you were the only one with a light bulb, uh, the neighbors would probably come around with pitchforks and you'd be burned at the stake. (laughs) I wonder what the, you know, when you pay attention to those things, what are like electricity being the thing, the light bulb was. That was the first thing. How long before, how long was it after the light bulb that the next thing became electrified? Like what were the series of um, things that, that benefited from electricity? Because I know it was really invented for lighting, right? Nobody uh, really was... Mm-hmm thinking about the other things that you could power with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, lighting was such a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, (laughs) we really don't like the dark, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, humans just don't really like the dark. And, uh, uh, and, uh, I, I really don't have much of a, grasp of the next let's say 25 years and i wonder how long it was yeah this was well i know that all of a sudden uh in uh, probably the 1870s 1880s um it was being applied to electrifying but uh, actually illuminating because it wasn't yeah. being really used for other means it was for illumination and uh yeah you know there's a famous point where um um 16 block by 16 block area of new york city suddenly uh-huh. with the press of one button uh yeah. was electrified one night and um that was a big deal you know that was yeah that, yeah that well, was in the world fair the world fair was yeah like the big mm-hmm the big reveal yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? That's a really, I'm going to look into that now because um, I remember seeing, um, well, I remember reading about Albert Lasker and when they were introducing refrigeration, you know, now that you had electricity, they were, this was in the age when everything was becoming um, available but people, mm-hmm. it was the first thing that people were um, scared of seeing their meter running all the time because mm-hmm. the refrigerator required constant electricity, right? And mm-hmm. so people were afraid that every time that meter's running, that's costing them money. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they came up with the words that reassured people that the Frigidaire was the right choice because Frigidaire freezers, refrigerators are equipped with meter miser technology. Well, you certainly, (laughs) uh, if you're going to have a meter, you want it to be a miser. Yes. So you have a meter miser a meter miser technology that really only uses the minimum amount of electricity that yeah. needs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so, a, it, it's a fu- it's a fundamental crossover because uh, yeah. you know if 
the entire history of everything was, um, you know, that um, all the energy went out at night when the sun went down. You know, the um, yeah, the, the sun was the main energy. I mean, really, if yeah. You, if you think about it, the sun was the energy, and yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we we have uh, what I think are conceptual crossovers. You know. Uh, <clears throat> And I remember, uh, I think I've talked about this on one of our previous uh, podcasts about the series Upstairs, Downstairs. Was, yeah. It was kind of like uh, Downton Abbey, except uh, there's, um, in the, you know, the, I think it was the British Broadcasting Corporation in the 1970s, about, but it was uh, in the city. Household. It wasn't like Downton Abbey out in the country. And uh, there was an upstairs, which were the rich people, and the downstairs, which were the servants. And an episode I remember distinctly is one where they bring a telephone into the household. And strangely enough, they uh, put it in the servants' quarters, not in the, not in the quarters for the uh, rich people. <clears throat> and, you know, the owners of the house. <clears throat> and uh, and th- there's only one person in the household that's allowed to answer the phone, and that's the butler, because the butler would also open the front door. If someone was at the front door, the butler would be yeah. So the logic of welcoming someone into the house in the physical world was now translated to the telephonic world. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when the phone would ring, the uh, maids would shout, Mr. Hudson, Mr. Hudson, the telephone, but none of them could pick it up, and and Mr. Hudson would put on his jacket uh, to answer the phone. He was in shirt sleeves, would go and get his jacket, and, wow. then, <clears throat> and then he would answer the phone. And and he was very formal. There was no chit chat, you know. It was yeah. it was a very formal conversation. And what I'm saying here is that conceptually they haven't made the crossover yet. They they've made the technological crossover, but they haven't made the conceptual crossover that goes with the technology. Yeah, that's interesting. So I wonder, and, and the reason I think that is that I look at this Cloudlandia as this, I see we're, we're cascading now these, once people realize that's really the, the buzzword there. That I, I think it's that phrase, once people realize that you don't have to, I mean, who not how is a big piece of that. Mm-hmm. That's where the, that's where my mindset number two is most capabilities are commoditized and that's where who not how comes into it. And I would say, I was prefaced it by saying commoditized has really in the business world gotten a bad rap, a bad reputation in that. That's the last thing you want to be is you don't want to be commoditized. You want to be, you know, unique and, and different, but I'm using commoditized in the, you know, the definition sense of the word that it's available for sale that you, you, well, what I, yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's competitively available. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, that's that, exactly right. Something is not a commodity and unless it, uh, uh, it can come choice that there's, there's different, uh, competitors offering this same or similar, uh, product or service, and uh, yeah. and one of the one of the telltale signs that you've entered the commoditized world is that the discussion is now on the basis of price. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's and there's that's where um, who not how really comes in. That this gives you an opportunity to. Uh, have access to a global Hulodex Mm -hmm. of commoditized capabilities Mm -hmm. that anything, you know, anything that doesn't uh, there's, there's opportunities for both 
geographic arbitrage and um, choice in in who you're uh, choosing because the capabilities are uh, transferable. Well, the the other aspect about it, to put two of your ideas together, uh, who not how being one of the ideas, the other idea being the VCR, that mm-hmm. um, it's um, um, when you think of uh, a big goal, so you have a big goal, and yeah. the um, the traditional way is if you had a big goal, uh, you also took on uh, now the necessity of you having to do all sorts of hows um, that uh, um, weren't <clears throat> weren't part of the picture until you had the new picture. Once you had the new picture, then there's all sorts of hows you have to do. And the the breakthrough here is there are hows involved in the new what, in the new what that you're after. Yeah. But uh, you're uh, you're sidestepping the what's and yeah. you're saying no. I'm going to I'm going to have other individuals be the who's or yeah. other things because it could be a technology that's actually. But probably someone's involved in the technology, so they're they're the they're the te- uh, technologically empowered who. And well, um, you know, it's interesting the. Uh, where is that market in China that Peter was sharing with us at the um, abundance? Shenzhen. 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 It's, uh, yeah, it's the, the, it's the next market. Uh, it's the next. Uh, it's the part of. It's the nearest area of the mainland, uh, uh-huh. north of uh, Hong Kong. Yes. And that area, you can go and all the electronic components that you could ever wish for are all there. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. literally go from one one booth to the next booth to the next The ultimate building. commoditization yeah. of electric components. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a, a buffet, a cafeteria yeah. kind of. You can go and select mm-hmm. your uh, components there. And that's what I envision now is happening with capabilities, you know, mm-hmm. all of any kind of capabilities. When you look at the the building blocks of Cloudlandia, you know, there's kind of a finite, um, you know, thing of digital um you know, digital outputs or digital requirements kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think about everything is derivative of creating and manipulating and formatting and writing words and pictures and videos and sounds, all of that mm-hmm. to create digital um you know, digital outputs. Mm-hmm. And all of that is, uh, all that's completely available. Yeah, well, uh, you know, using the word shortcut, because I'm convinced that uh, yeah. uh, that humans are the shortcut species. You know, uh-huh. if you look at all the species on the planet, uh, humans are the ones who are uh, most alert to shortcuts that you can um, you can do things faster, easier, cheaper, you know, and you can do it. You can do it in scale. You know that yeah. you can you can multiply you can multiply things. And yeah. um, so a book. Uh, I've just ordered the book for everybody um, in the Ten Times program called uh, The Secret of Our Success. And um, Darwin, uh, Darwin explains how um, <clears throat> physio- biologically and physiologically how things, um, you know, take on different forms over a period of time. 
because the organisms are responding to surprises, unexpected changes in their environment, and hmm. some of the um, some of the species uh, um, have the ability to adapt and therefore survive. And there's a change in the environment; others go extinct. But he said that the author of this book, uh, Joseph Heinrich, um, says that humans are the only ones that, first of all, operate in all environments. They're the only species, uh, with the exception of ants. Ants are in all environments. But ants had to do it by creating 18, 14,000 different species. Humans are the same species. They've just created 14,000 different shortcuts. You know, and, uh-huh. uh, and depending where you are, you use one set of shortcuts. And whether, when you're someplace else, you're using some other set of shortcuts. If the, if the weather's really hot, you develop shortcuts uh, related to surviving the heat. And if it's really cold, you develop shortcuts designed to survive the cold. And uh, yeah. And he said, and we do this on a cultural basis. We don't do it on an individual basis. So what we create, an example would be um, you just showing me a drawing and putting some words to the drawing that says who, not how. And I mm-hmm. says, wow, 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 that's, wow, yeah, I like that. And then within about four days, you and I are, in a workshop, and you're t- you're doing the voiceover, and I'm doing the graphics on the screen of showing how right uh, yeah. who knows how works, and then everybody in the room kind of gets it, and then eventually it becomes a small book, and then it becomes a big book, and then I probably have you know ten, ten, twelve different um, thinking tools that all have who knows how as a, a component, and yeah. there's a hundred and forty thousand of these books making their way out in the world and, uh, you know, and everything is going. Well, that's that's a cultural thing. That's not an individual thing. So as a culture, as a learning culture, we've shared an idea and um, and the next person who hears it gets the full value of the idea. Of the blockchain of everything um, that's gone into contributing on top yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a building. Yeah, that's a really yeah. um, and the VCR you know, has the the VCR has the same quality yeah. to it. At the yeah. moment that people get this way of thinking about things, uh, they get they get it fully. They don't have to practice yeah. for ten years to get it. They can get it right. They can get it in five minutes if they see what's involved. That's cultural yeah. learning. Humans are the only species that do this. No, there's no other species that does this. But it's interesting. I was just thinking out loud that the um, uh, if humans, I've often said the thing that sets us is we're playing the cooperation game, that mm-hmm. we're all mm-hmm. doing our parts to do it as humanity, right? But what you were talking about with entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs are really, we don't want to go all the way to species, but they're a division, a distinction among the species of the people who are uh, playing the cooperation game at an even higher level. Genus, we're a genus. Yes, we're a genus. Yes, a a genus. And that... Uh-huh. That is that we are, uh, other people use the shortcuts, you know, in the human species. Other people yeah. are born into the shortcuts created before them and, and new ones are created during their lifetime and they yeah. ut- utilize them. But uh, entrepreneurs are the people who deci- have decided that going full on and directly uh, focused um, the use of everybody else's shortcuts for the purpose of creating shortcuts, because what the yeah. product that we're trading in is actually shortcuts. Yes. 
you you it, you're trading in shortcuts. Uh, breakthrough blueprint is a shortcut. Yeah. You know, right. and you know mm-hmm. the co- coach tool, coach tools, or uh, shortcuts. Sure. So we've made it our business, uh, not just to use sh- shortcuts, but to be actually in the business of creating, creating, and you know, shortcuts and, by combining. That's what the cooperation is, and that actually yeah. that that my third is VCR assets as collaboration capital. And that's mm-hmm. what we have as tools to collaborate, to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Is looking at our um, looking at our assets that we have are either yeah. And I think uh, you know from my little venture and from my little venture into the blockchain world that yeah. the blockchain yeah. is being created to reward short cutters. Uh, and uh, in other words, the um, you create something new. Uh, in previous days, you'd have to have wealthy investors to mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, um, get your idea started in the marketplace. You know, yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, and then you hoped that you lived in a kind of a political jurisdiction where that was even allowed. You know, it might mm-hmm. not be even allowed. Whereas the blockchain is saying right off the bat, anyone who's got something that's a shortcut, um, you're going to get full protection. You're, uh, in other words, uh, you'll get the, you'll be designated as the originator of the idea. Yes, like that's so. There's an interesting thing because my next one is transparency. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the right word is that transparency is. I put attractive, but transparency is. I'm trying to think about what the right word is that there's, you know, so you look at where. Well, transparency means it's the real deal. <laughs> yes. But it's also then there's no. Um, It's light. It's not darkness. There's no um, no darkness well, in the Well, you can thing. see the uh, what I understand as it relates to blockchain. You can see the complete um, um, the, the complete lifetime of the yes. idea. You yes. can uh, you can see where it was born. You know who well, that's it was what I'm wondering. To. That's what I think. Like imagine. If and this is where I think it's shifting, is that imagine if um, I look at the first like the real public, um, you know, uh, bringing out of of who not how was in um, at Genius Network in what maybe 2016 or 17, whatever we were first having these conversations and I was at the opening uh, of the event. We were making comments uh, of things and I was sharing what I had just written that illustration that I showed you Mm -hmm. of that uh, digitizing, you know, that, that cooperation finding who not how is, a uh is uh digital you know shortcut as opposed to the linear time mm-hmm. of how right who yeah. is a who is a, a shortcut so would be really interesting if that um we think about that as an nft in a thing yeah that illustration a snapshot of that with the five minute explanation of it mm-hmm. as the entry number one in the uh, blockchain journal of the life yeah. of who know how. Yeah. Yep. 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 <clears throat> and then you uh, brought it out in one of our... Um, in the workshops. Procrastination. Well, yeah. procrastination. 
Joy of Procrastination right. podcast, uh, which was yeah. on a Sunday, and then within yeah. the next week, I think it was a Thursday, it might have been a Thursday, um, I just asked you to talk about it. In the workshop. And you talked about it, and I was on the smart board, and I just drew I remember the that. diagram. Drew the diagram, and that's really, yeah. uh, as far as coach goes, that's the that's the first um I said, yes. but you could do this. Like, um, first of all, uh, if you talk to Eunice, I bet you, uh, they have the recording of this. They, yes. I bet they I have, bet you're have right, the, actually. Uh, yes. I bet they have the recordings. It would be interesting to get it. You know, I mean, it would be interesting yeah. to get it because we were just talking about, um, it's actually not an NFT. It's a smart contract. Uh, we uh-huh. one of the distinctions that we uh, got um, from our workshop on on Thursday was that um, when you have a new way of doing something and your purpose is to establish originality, what you establish yeah. is a smart contract on the. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can add things to it. So, for example, you'd have a smart contract uh, that was called uh, "Who Not How," and then you would, uh, you could, uh, you know, you could give the basic thinking process, you know, basic thinking yeah. process. Who Not How. Your original diagram would go on as proof of originality. You could date it, probably from Genius Network. Um, uh, uh, records they could actually mm-hmm. date it. It could happen on this date. There might be a video of it or a recording. Uh, mm-hmm. And my journal so pages, yeah, your journal pages. That would be the beginning of it, and that would all yeah. go on the blockchain. And then uh, our talking about it. So these then uh, could be um, additions, and the you can't change a smart contract. Once you put a smart contract on blockchain, you cannot change it, but you Uh can enhance it with NFTs. Right. Uh So you would have a smart contract of uh, who, not how, but then there would be NFTs, uh, and that Mm -hmm. would be historically other developments, and you could take every development and put it on. So that's how it would work. That's interesting, isn't it? I, mean, I think that uh-huh. this is really, this is really creating a whole new um, category of intellectual property or a new way of documenting. And, oh yeah, uh, there's no question. There's no question yeah. about. I mean, uh, first of all, uh, um, you know, it doesn't uh, protect you in the sense that right that it doesn't automatically zap anyone who's trying to do this. No. Uh, but it's uh, but it's like the deed to a house. I mean, right. it, uh, stand up in court. You know, I yeah. mean, if somebody comes and tries to sell your house out from under you, uh, 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 first of all, I don't wish that on anyone. But one of your uh, one of the weapons on your side is you're the one who has the deed. They don't have the deed. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's. And that may be a way of, and that's accepted, um, and that's accepted. I mean, that's accepted in, you know, our part of the world. I mean, that uh, yeah. especially actual, you know, uh, yeah, and that's what that, that transparency. Means. I don't know what the right word is, but transparency is what that is. Transparency is, I don't know, I don't. The attractive is not the right word, but transparency is something. Yeah, I think it's it's opposite. It's non-confusion. It's uh, you know clarity. Way. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's it's a clarity thing, and uh, um, you know, and uh, you know, and in our world, you know, uh, just think about living in celebration or me living in the beaches. No, the notion that your property is your property is so well developed. Yeah. People, no, you don't screw around with the people's property. 
You don't go. Right. You just don't walk on the other people's property. You don't act as if it's your property. You know, right. We as a developed, and it's the um, it's the number one uh, foundation stone for personal freedom. You know, in mm-hmm. in the world that there's an area that belongs to you and you alone, where you can do with it what you want. Yes. In collaboration, and that's that's what's really, um, yeah, that's really great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, humans I are mean, the great uh, the great cooperators because um, uh, uh, inventing something for yourself isn't a very very interesting activity. Right. You invent it yeah. for the benefit of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that is interesting to think about it as uh, entrepreneurs, as a, a genus. <laughs> That's kind of a, uh, because yeah, we're a among genius. cooperating, among a cooperating species, entrepreneurs are a genus of, you know, prolific cooperators. Yeah. And then free zone collaborators are. Yes. That's the next. A, a refinement. Yes. And that's funny because that leads into my next one is to be an asset detective looking for seeking out collaborations where you're Mm -hmm. looking at when you see other people's assets that maybe they don't even see as assets. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't actually expand on that in number three, but the... the asset well, I'll, t- of- I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you something. You know, there's all this talk about uh, socialism and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, these days, uh, I think why it's becoming a subject is that the people who are um, the thinkers in that realm, you know, about socialism and maybe, you know, maybe socialism is better cap- than capitalism. Uh, my my personal view of that, uh, you know, as I r- read things on the internet and I try to make sense of them, uh, is that um, socialism is now uh, being severely threatened uh, because, uh, and I'm going to make, a, just bring it back to what we were uh, talking about over the last 10 minutes is that socialism requires that nobody owns anything. Right. Okay. I mean, it's a fundamental factor, but mm-hmm. the blockchain uh, expands ownership virtually uh-huh. for everybody. Yeah. And so I think that uh, whether they uh, are understanding the direct threat to socialism, they're feeling something is going haywire here because I, I, I think that once that I think blockchain is in the year 2021, kind of where the inner internet was in 1991. Yeah. And I wonder like that's, that's really, it's still, um, I haven't gone. It's hard down. to get wrap your head. It's yeah. hard for most people. And that I would include myself in, uh, that is just kind of hard for me to wrap my my brain around what's actually happening here. Yeah. Where with the internet, uh, I don't have that much trouble. Uh, you know, after 30 years of living and experimenting with it, I don't yeah. have that much trouble with it. But the blockchain is a an entirely new realm, and I think yeah. that. Uh, uh, people are talking about it without understanding what it is. Yeah. I think that's it. And they're getting, but they're using, they're talking about cryptocurrency as if that's the blockchain, which it yeah. is not. And that's really, yeah. Or they're talking the two, about NFTs, like people yeah. selling, selling, you know, they've got, uh, they've saved all their toenails since they were 10 years old. And right. they got them in a bottle, and they painted them gold, and they're offering people a chance to own this bottle. 
this bottle of golden toenails. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, that's funny. Yeah, the whole, um, you know, it, but it's interesting that in, in IP, the music industry has sort of figured out this um, fractional contribution mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. better than most. And I think that that model is opening up to other Well, I think the reason is that, like, uh, mm -hmm. I think the reason is starting with, you know, iTunes, probably uh, the first real, um, yeah. where you could do it legal, legally, where you could download yeah. other people's music. That's now 13 years, you know, 13 years into existence. And uh -huh. uh, it, it utterly changed the entire industry. I mean, the, I just the digitalization. The, yeah. The music industry yeah, is back to its peak level. 1999 was the peak of the music industry. And this year... Mm -hmm will mark going over the mm -hmm. uh you know fourteen point nine billion dollars or whatever it was. Uh, yeah that it's but, back but now the configure but the configuration of the music industry is utterly yeah. different. You know, the big recording companies, who even knows yeah. about them? I mean, do they even right. exist anymore? You know, and right. Only you know, on and the you know, and their packaging, you know, the way they delivered music, you know, uh, uh, first of all, you have to have an album. We're not interested in a song. You have to have an album. Yeah. And if you want to buy one song, you have to buy the whole album. And, right. you know, and and um, it's mostly lawyers and accountants who are taking the cash home. It's not the artists who are taking the cash home. Actually, I think Steve Jobs was the one who destroyed the classical, um, you know, the classical or the traditional recording industry. I think uh, uh -huh. his first model for iTunes, he says, you want to put just one song up? Sure. This is on. How much are we going to charge? Why don't we just charge a dollar? Yeah. We'll just charge a dollar. You know? Right. And uh, since you created the song, why don't we give you 60 cents? We just want yeah. 40 cents, you know? Right. And, um, and we can do that because all the other humans that used to be between you and your customer, um, yeah. iTunes, elimin iTunes eliminates all those people. And we don't need all the packaging and we don't need all the, no. don't need the physical product of it. Right. We don't need uh, uh, bricks and mortar stores, you know? Right. We don't need plastic. We don't need cardboard. We don't need something. Yep. Uh, you know, we don't need any of that. Yeah. And you don't need to get on American Bandstand or get on the TRL Live, uh, Total Request Live on MTV. You don't need any of that to get your music yeah. in front of people. You can go right to, you're on TikTok. TikTok, it's interesting. Uh what TikTok or you're on Pandora, or you're on industry. Pandora, you know. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you know, and uh, we'll or get Spotify. to know you. And, mm -hmm. Or Spotify, yeah, we'll get to know you. And more and more, the more you tell us about what you like and dislike, the more we'll get, get, get you what you like. I wonder, you know, the interesting thing that I look at as we start the acceleration, like I don't see it slowing down, when I looked at those stats for the creator economy, when we're mm -hmm. talking that basically it's, um, you know, some very small percentage of the world um, of the accounts are creators, like full-time, um, mm -hmm. that, that number is going to grow, but we've reached hard limits on the input of, our the input capability of our our ears that we've yeah. only got a limited you know, our eyes can yeah. only see and our ears can only hear in real time what yeah. is uh the amount of hours that we have available yeah 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 i think uh i think the uh, uh you know we're in a uh, we're in a quantity game you know i think that basically 
the last 30 years of the internet has been a quantity game. You know, yeah. in other words, uh, you, you, uh, you can have, you can collect as much as you want, but you can only pay attention to a small percentage of what you collect. Right. And, uh, and what, I, what I think is going to start coming into existence is that, uh, it's now a switch to quality, but it's only yes. the consumer. It's only the consumer that's determining quality. Yes, you right. can't. You can't. You can't impose quality on the consumer because the consumer, uh, the you have no control over the consumer. Yeah. Yes. I think that's. Um, yeah, that's pretty amazing, actually. It's really yeah. starting to see this. Like, well, you'll have we, your own audience. Like, uh, that's mm-hmm. what we've really figured out. We've got ten podcasts, and we've got our own audience. And yes. uh, yeah. the and the audience is, has chosen themselves to be our audience. In other words, that they, you know, they they like what they hear, you know, or they like what they watch, and um, and um, there's a there there's a there's a unlimited number of audiences but no one can have a whole audience there's nobody who can have the whole audience right and uh yeah and uh so in some ways a guy like zuckerberg uh and the other social media they're the last of a they're the last of a particular type of person this person What's will that? never this type of person will never exist again because they can't own everything uh, mm. uh they can't own everything and uh with blockchain coming along is that you're just going to have a zillion owners of something and yes. nobody can nobody can just take control of something so i think i think he's the last of a particular type of um animal you know uh, yeah I, i'm using zuckerberg as the you know as the representative there are others like him yeah. but i think this thing of, of what you can own in a monopoly is coming to an end but if you're confident this is the interesting thing now if you're where it was going with that transparency is if you can Present ideas, present your ideas in, uh, in a, a package or whatever. And when you put them up on the blockchain, that is your staking your claim on that mm-hmm. idea in a way. And that is time stamped and irrefutable. That, that safety, I mean, that's the word transparency is safety for creativity that you don't yeah, feel like you need to hide no, I think your it, own I, idea or I think you've really put your finger on the number one issue that it's now safe to create. Yes. And it and hasn't been for all of human and for all of human history it hasn't been safe to create. Right. And if people pioneer, the, we're, we're announcing, uh, Dean, you and I, this very uh-huh. moment. I, I, I just want you to, yeah, we'll we'll have a blockchain record of this. We we have just announced yeah. to the to the genus part of the human race that it's yeah. now safe to it's now safe to create. It's safe to create. Let's mark the time. We'll mark the well, time. I've got. I've got I've got twelve oh three myself. Yeah, Eastern Eastern time. PM Eastern time, July yeah. twenty. What's the date today? Seventeenth, seventeenth, I think. Okay, Sunday, July seventeenth. Yes. Yeah, that's Dean, good. Dean Jackson, Dean Jackson, Dan Sullivan, for the mm-hmm. first time, made an announcement that for the creators of the world, the create. The creative genus of the human race that is yes. now safe. It's now safe to create. It's now safe to create. There we go. So we will forward this to our authorities. Yes. 
<laughs> and now what? Now, then we know. There we go. Well, you no, got to think... know what you're up to. Dean, you got to kind of know what you're up to, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're now giving permission. About, we're giving permission to creative people all over the world to yeah. start creating because it's now. But safe now for it's them like this universal this. thing where you don't have to guard your stuff yeah. in the same way as you would guard your physical belongings. Like if you yeah. have all your wares spread out on a table at the flea market, and you leave and take your eye off it, people could just take yeah. your muffins. Right. But if yeah. this is yeah. the equivalent of saying uh, to the person next to you in the booth, would you watch my booth? Yes. That's really safety. Transparency creates safety. Yeah. All right. Well, to be Spirit. continued, we only got three yes, or four indeed. of them. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I am. Uh, going north uh, okay. this, this coming Saturday, but on one of the Sundays, I, I, I talked to Babs, I said, I can't go two whole Saturday, uh, two whole Sundays without um, talking to Dean. But next Sunday, I will take as a free day, but the following Sunday, if it's okay with you. Perfect. Yeah. I will do the same. I there, will do the same. Uh, we're synced. Yes, synced up for sure. Yep. Okay. I'll you know talk we're you, uh, exploring new territory, Mr. Jackson. We're we're exploring new territory here. Yeah, we really are. You're absolutely right. Yes. Well, you enjoy your time up north, and uh, yep, I will talk and to that'll you be two weeks from Sunday. Today, two weeks from today. Yeah. I'll be here. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.